for anyone under 30, I'm going to do a little experiment. I hold in my hand what is known as an FMAM radio, even as a place where I could put a wrist strap on it. And I've just extended the antenna. And on the side, it has a switch for AM, FM, and then a knob to let you manually tune to your station. This is not a digital station. And when you turn it on, you get this. Oh, now that's some good old-fashioned hiss. That's, that's a, I believe that's a 1977 year of hiss. And, but if I go to turn this dial, eventually I should find some music. Ooh, see, there's a little bit of that, but still, can you hear how that, that's still not really very good to listen to. I can hear the song. It's the guy who sings through his jaw. Yeah, roll down, down. But if I turn a little more, tweak it. Ooh, now we're getting there. We're closer. Oh, what do we have there? I will listen to this all day. Wow. Al Jolson reincarnated. So, my point here is when you are focused and you find that connection between you and your listener, you're not making them listen to this because who wants to listen to that? So, on today's show, we're talking about focus and clarity. And guys that sing through their jaw. People that don't sing through their jaw are my awesome backup singers. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan launch and grow your downloads. If you want to monetize your podcast, I can help you with that as well. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And don't forget, that comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And as I was doing that little radio trick, I am not making this up. They went to commercial, and I was like, ah, crap, I wanted some music to tune into. And let's not become radio. I know some of us are like, I'm going to start a podcast. It's going to be called The Interesting Podcast, where I interview interesting people, and they inspire people. And I'm like, okay, and and what's the goal of this? Oh, I want to monetize. How? I want to get sponsors. Let's not, not that there's anything wrong with sponsors, but I'm not making this up. They just played five minutes and 41 seconds of ads, like straight through. So please, let's not turn podcasting into radio. And one other point about this, if we compare our podcast to radio in regards to advertising, that's setting the bar pretty low. And let me give you an example. And this is going to sound like I'm, you know, shaming some or judging. And, and that's because I'm judging this person. Uh, but on the other hand, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But my ex-wife, number one, had a friend who would exchange bodily favors for uh, crack. And there were times when my ex-wife and I would be having a 
a discussion at a raised volume and she would say things like, well, at least I'm not as bad as so-and-so that would, again, exchange bodily favors for drugs. And I was like, you know, I hope so. So if we look at our podcast and we start jamming and jamming and jamming more ads into our content to the point where we're like, geez, another one, she's another one. Uh, let's not do that because that's what radio did. Radio, there's a great documentary on Amazon called Corporate.fm. Everyone should go watch that. I'll put a link in the show notes. But at some point they were like, all right, let's quit growing the audience and let's just see how much money we can wring out of this thing. But with that said, when they played the five minute ad, two of them I'm going to play now. And people are always saying, how do I grow my audience? Well, here's one way. On the Ridiculous right. Podcast, take a deep dive into the absurd side of criminality with tales of capers and cons that are 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Listen to Ridiculous Crime on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. So that was the first commercial at the beginning of this 5-minute and 41-second commercial break. And here was their last one. Know why we made the free iHeartRadio app? Why? So you can bring your favorite radio station, just like this one, and thousands of others with you everywhere you go, right on your phone, along with tons of specially curated playlists to fit any mood or activity, from chilling out to working out. Ooh, and podcasts, literally hundreds of thousands of them. True crime thrillers, the latest headline news, sports, you'll find plenty of podcasts that are perfect for you. So start listening free now when you download the iHeartRadio app. Discover music, radio, and podcasts you'll love. And as a person who does tech support for the company Libsyn, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com, it's short for Liberated Syndication. Use the coupon code SOPFREE to get one full free month. I see a lot of interesting things from podcasters, and the one that always makes me scratch my head is when podcasters do not list their show in every single directory, including iHeartRadio, which is telling all of their listeners. Now, you have to assume that by the five-minute mark of this advertisement uh, segment, nobody's listening to that. They've tuned out after about the second or third, I don't know, sixth commercial. But in the event somebody's listening, they're saying, hey, you can get podcasts on the iHeartRadio app. And there are many people who are not on iHeartRadio. There are many, there are a ton of people who are not on Amazon. Have you ever heard of that company? Amazon, which makes it so easy to talk to the woman in the tube that I don't want to say your name and say, hey, play, you know, if you want to show somebody and you're in their house and they have the lady from Amazon and your show is in Amazon, you can say, hey, woman in the tube, play the name of your show. And she will. Assuming your name is not Gunnarsnadnirpreneur or something of that nature. So if you haven't already, it doesn't matter what host you're on. Some of them make it easier than others. That's my tip for today for growing your audience. Make sure you're on all the different platforms. And I know some of them you're like, wait, what's GeoSavin and Ghana? Those are very popular apps in this country called India. And if you've ever heard of it, or if you maybe if you haven't heard of it, there are a lot of people in India. And when I put my show on there, it's like, India, what? Because, you know, I'm a stupid American, and I feel that the world revolves around our country. And when I put it on Ghana, I, I'm getting hundreds of downloads a month 
from Ghana. So for all my Ghana friends in India, thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. And it takes all of, I don't know, five minutes and you only have to do it once. So these companies are telling people, Amazon right now, if you Google your podcast, the very top ad is probably going to be from Amazon saying to listen to your podcast on Amazon, except if your show's not there, that's not going to be there. So get your shows listed in all the apps that are available. Have you done it yet? Come on, everybody's doing it. Doing what? It's the question of the month. I need your answer by February 25th, 2022. And if you look at your calendar, that's like right around the corner. And this month's question is, what are you doing to grow your audience and do you think it's working? And now when you do that, don't forget to tell us a little bit about your show and your website address. None of this, find me wherever, find pod. No, what's your website so that I can put a link to it and give you a little Google juice. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question and answer that by February 25th, 2022, and you will hear yourself on the following Monday. That is, I believe, the 28th, which is the last day of the month of February. February's done. Put a fork in it, baby. And uh, you'll hear your voice right there on the 28th. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I am almost Santa Claus is coming tonight excited because I found a book I really like and I am only 30% through it. The book is called Find Your Red Thread, Make Your Big Ideas Irresistible. And the red thread is basically, I'm going to boil this down real quick, is you probably don't remember what it's like learning how to tie your shoes because you've just done it so many years You're like, what do you mean you can't tie your shoes? Come on, it's easy. But the red thread concept is you you bring a red thread with you so that you can find your way back to what it was like when you didn't know what you didn't know. And the reason you want to do that is you want to explain, in this case, your podcast in a way so that those people who need your podcast go, oh, man. That podcast sounds like the answer to my dreams, and I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but I don't want to talk about it a lot. I know that sounds weird because I've asked the author, Tamson Webster. So first things first, how cool is the name Tamson? That's got to be up there with Liberace. I mean, I don't know. I've never heard the name Tamson. I think it's cool. And like, she's up there with like Evo, Mr. Tara. Like, if you just say Evo, you know, it's Tara. There's only one. So that's cool. Her last name is Webster. And the reason that should ring a bell is because of Tom Webster. Tom Webster is one of the the great guys over at Edison Research that does all those awesome stats about podcasts. And so how did I hear about Tamson? That's right. From her husband, which brings me back to the point we just talked about listing your shows in different directories. Is your parents Are your children, are your aunts and uncles and cousins, do they know about your podcast? Because if somebody says something about blah, 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 true crime, because apparently that's the only genre that exists. And somebody says, yeah, uh, I watch true crime stuff. And they go, oh, my 
second cousin through marriage twice reserved does a podcast and then they show them how to get your show. So make sure your friends and family, because that's how I found out about this book and I would be more done with it. I would be through the book more, except I have to keep stopping and highlighting it. Links will be out in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 815. And so she's talking about how do you get your message to your audience? And part of that is knowing who your audience is. But in some cases, your audience is looking for something and they're asking the wrong question. So let me give you an example of what I mean by this. If I see somebody and they go, hey, I have the whatever microphone. I'm thinking of replacing it. What's the best microphone? Now, that sounds like a perfectly normal kind of question. What's the best microphone? I already bought this one and I'm not really sold on it. The The better question that you could ask then is, well, why are you thinking of replacing it? Or do you not like the sound of your voice? If so, what's wrong with it? But maybe somebody doesn't want to say, hey, I hate the sound of my voice. How do I fix it? But sometimes you have to go out and answer the wrong question so that you can build a relationship with the people to point them in the right direction. So you have to know, what is my audience searching for? So for instance, if I said, well, everybody in my group is trying to find more downloads. And if you notice something in the last couple of episodes, I used to say, I will help you grow your audience. Podcasters aren't, yes, they want to grow their audience, but they measure their audience in downloads. So I'm trying to talk in the language, the native tongue of the podcaster. So yeah, I realize I'm pulling back the curtain and letting you know, hey, here's how I'm using words to get you to do what I want you to do was join the school of podcasting. Let me give you another example of this. How do I find guests for my show? I see that a lot. And I kind of want to go, well, how would you, you know, wouldn't, if this was a party, wouldn't you just go up and talk to somebody? And this is the digital age. So why don't you just email them or something like that? So another question is who has the information my audience needs and is willing to share it? That's really what they should be looking for, not where do I go to find my show? Because I'm pretty sure in the same way that everybody that watches a YouTube video knows how to like, subscribe, and smash the bell, but yet every YouTuber says that. You know why? Because it works. Uh, I'm pretty sure every person listening to this right now has probably heard of this search engine called Google. And we all know that if I'm looking for somebody who is a golf pro or golf instructor or TikTok guru, I can just go to Google and type in TikTok guru and presto, there's someone that would fit my mastering TikTok podcast. Here's another question. I've been podcasting for seven months. How do I get advertising? I see this on a fairly regular basis. Advertisers don't seek out podcasters who've been producing shows for X amount of years because otherwise I'd be a millionaire. I'm celebrating 17 years in April. A better question might be, how many downloads do I need to approach a sponsor? But on the other hand, I might have to talk about the first question to get their attention so I can then point them towards the correct answer. I see this a lot. I've got X amount of downloads. Is that good? 
And that's kind of an interesting question. A better question is, why are you podcasting? And what will it take to keep you podcasting? And so in the book, again, it's from Tamson Webster. It's called Find Your Red Thread, Make Your Big Ideas Irresistible. And your podcast is a big idea. And you want to understand who your audience is, what they're asking, so that you can answer that question, even if it's the wrong question to ask, so that you can then ask them the right question so you can get them going in the right direction. And then your podcast will be the thing that they've been looking for this whole time. And they will go tell all their friends and your audience will grow. So think back to when you first got into the niche that you're in and think about the questions you have and think about answering those questions. One last example, I might want to answer the question, how do I upload things to iTunes? Even though you and I know First of all, it's Apple Podcasts. And number two, you don't upload things to Apple Podcasts. You upload things to your media host, and Apple Podcasts simply reflects those changes. But you might want to answer that wrong question because that's what your audience might be looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to talk about focus sentences, I believe is what they're called. The book I'm going to refer to in this case is Secrets of Dynamic Communications, Prepare with Focus, Deliver with Clarity, and Speak with Power by Ken Davis. This is a great book if you are also doing public speaking, but if you think about it, when you talk into a microphone, even though you're in the spare bedroom or the closet or the basement, and then you put it out into the public, you are public speaking. And so one of the things we have to talk about is what am I trying to say right now? So for this segment, I'm trying to say, if I were to boil this down off the top of my head, that this segment is showing you or explaining to you how having a focused sentence will enhance every segment or episode of your show. For example, if you have a guest on your show, what is the one thing you want to learn from them? I love in the book, uh, Make Noise by Eric Newsom. He said, what's the one question that only that person can answer? That's a great place to start, but you have a reason why you bring the guest on. If you do multiple segments like I do, and for the record, I don't really recommend this. It makes SEO really hard. It makes episode titles really hard and things of that nature. But what is the focus of this particular segment? And then what you do is you think about, okay, here's my focus sentence. Now, everything I say from this point forward should reinforce that focus sentence. And he says, how can you expect the audience to get what you're aiming at if you don't know what it is yourself? And so by writing this focus sentence, you kind of have clarified, okay, this is really what I'm trying to say. Here's an interesting part. He said, they did a survey of 2,000 people who had just listened to speakers in various communication settings, and they did the survey pretty much less than 15 minutes after the presentation, and over 70% of the people leaving a presentation had no idea what had been communication. Some could remember a joke or an illustration, but most couldn't identify any purpose or direction for the talk. and. That isn't the sad statistic. 
They also interviewed the speakers and discovered that more than 50% of the speakers could not articulate any objective or focus to their talk. So they didn't know what they were trying to say or accomplish. So consequently, no wonder the audience didn't know either. Stephen Covey, in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, calls this start with the end in mind. What do I want people to walk away with after they listen to this podcast? And Ken also says to make it as clear and as powerful as possible. It is necessary to know exactly what you want to accomplish and then keep only the material that will contribute to the objective. Now, he has an acronym for this. It's your subject, your central theme. That's the thing he's talking about. Then your objective. What do you want people to do? Your rationale. That's just the the content of your presentation. That, again, should lead the listener to your objective. And then the it's actually got two R's, so it's scorer. Uh, S-C-O-R, rationale, R, resources, and E is evaluation. And I just, to me, anytime I don't do that, anytime I just go, oh, I'm going to talk about such and such, and I write down a bunch of bullet points, but I don't really focus on what's the main thing, what's the big takeaway here, because that really can help you shape your content. And so when we talk about listing our shows in directories, and we talk about making sure we're talking the language of our listeners so that we can attract them and they go, oh, that person's talking my language. We want to make sure that once they get to your show, it's effective. If you fire up the microphone with no goal, right? If your idea is, I'm, I don't know, we, we don't really aim at anything. Okay, well, if you're aiming at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. And nothing is to go back to the opening of the show. (sighs) Who wants to listen to that? Just endless noise. And if we go back to the original, one of the original things I said at the beginning of this episode was, I was, Santa Claus is coming tonight! Excited. Because I found a book that is just making me, it is, what is this book doing to me? It's making me think, I think is the big one. And you're a podcaster. You are somewhat creative in one way or another. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing this. And there are things that can come along and poke you and you just feel creative juices and you just know, hey, I'm going to like the rest of this book. And so that's how you want people to feel about your podcast. You want them to go, holy cow, this is exactly what I was looking for. And you do that by being focused with your content, focused on your audience. That's a whole other section of the book from Tamsin. And then getting to the point and doing it in a fun and educational way. And you're good to go. Another couple quick points on focus sentences. This is from transom.org, which is a whole educational site on for basically for radio people. And their focus sentence is in this format. Someone does something because, but, so someone was going to do this because they blah, 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 but this happened instead. Planet Money uses this kind of framework. I'm doing a story on X and it's interesting because of Y. And boy, that's a good one. It's interesting because of this. So I'll have links to all of this out at schoolofpodcasting.com 
slash 815. I am so ready to hang out with my podcast family. I will be in Nashville March 7th through the 11th at two different events. March 7th through the 8th is the Spark Media Conference. I will be attending that and working in the Libsyn booth. The National Religious Broadcasters is from eight, uh, March 8th through the 11th. I'm excited there because they gave me 45 minutes to talk about podcast monetization if you didn't know, I have a book, Profit From Your Podcast. If you go over to ProfitFromYourPodcast.com slash book, I will actually sign one for you. Or you can just pick it up on Amazon. Again, SchoolOfPodcasting.com slash 815 is where you can find everything I'm mentioning. And uh, Podcast Movement Evolutions, I will be there at the Libsyn booth. That is March 23rd through the 26th in Los Angeles. Uh, If I didn't mention it, the National Religious Broadcasters is in Nashville. And then in May, I just watched the uh, promo video for this. And at the one minute and eight second mark, you can watch me play the guitar for about a half a second. And what I hate about this is for some reason, when I play the guitar and I start playing leads, I chew on my tongue. It's it's not attractive. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, But I'm talking about PodFest. That is May 26th through the 29th in uh, Orlando. That is always a blast. All these are fun. PodFest is a little more focused on the independent podcaster where podcast uh, movement has a little more industry people involved with it. Both are great. Always a great time. And you always make great contacts there. And I'll have links to all of this out in the show notes. It's always good to get your tickets early. And if you plan on attending, get that hotel early as well. One thing I want to mention, if you've been emailing Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com, for the better part of a month, I have not been getting those emails. I have now figured that out, thankfully. But if you're like, man, that Dave guy is rude. He never returns his emails. Yeah, they were going into nowhere. And when we finally figured it out and I was able to access my inbox, I literally have like 1,300 emails to sift through. Which, uh, hey, that sounds like fun. What did you do Saturday night that was exciting? Yeah, I went through 1,300 emails. So I apologize if you've been trying to get a hold of me and couldn't reach me. And if you look at the, uh, if you look at your phone right now, we're at the 26 minute mark. And I usually go somewhere around 30 minutes to 40 minutes, maybe 45. But here's the thing. And this is why I hope you trust me. I don't have anything else to say right now. And I could sit here and ramble on, but I don't want to waste your time. So how long should your podcast be? It needs to be as long as it needs to be to say what you got to say. And then you basically tap out and say, thank you so much for listening. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Don't forget to use the coupon code listener when you sign up. If you want more things to listen to, schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. You can subscribe and get all the back episodes. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter will get you to my newsletter if you want more content. But I got nothing else to say besides thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend if you like the show. And until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Yeah, there are 1.38 billion people in India. That's amazing.